Shady Hoosier Detective Agency Ghost Busting Mystery Episode 12 Chapter 12 Junior's new friend, Darnell Zykes, crooned all the way home. Something about bow-legged women and broken cowboy hearts. The boys were crowded in the back of the Impala with their drums and guitar cases. When I squinted in the rear view, Darnell looked like some homely girl Junior had picked up. I reckoned it was the Willie Nelson pigtails. Darnell leaned up and rested his chin on the front seat between Vini and me. He put me in the mind of a gray, floppy-eared dog. He started pestering Vini about our ghost-busting case. You seen ghosts? he asked. For real? Real dang ghosts? I mean, how do you know they was ghosts and not, like, moonbeams or clouds or some such shit? Darnell seemed like a nice enough fella, but his stray brown eye made it hard to concentrate on what he was saying. I kept an eye on him in the rear view as we chugged home. Fergie Jr. wasn't the best judge of character. He had a good heart, but... Left unsupervised, he often showed a real affinity for redneck riffraff. He once brought home a sweet old hobo he met at a Grateful Dead concert at the state fair up in Indianapolis. Turned out the guy was wanted on three charges of cannibalism down in Kentucky. I wasn't happy about the wacky weed he and Darnell were toking in the back seat, but at least it kept them mellow. Vini chattered on about our ghost case between bites of her cheesy mystery meat sandwich. We found the skeleton. That's as good as a ghost. We reckon the ghost belongs to the skeleton. She wiped her chin with a paper napkin. Want an onion ring, RJ? She asked. Sure. Though I knew I'd regret it as soon as I lay down in bed later. Vini squirted two packages of ketchup on a giant ring. She held it out to the side of my mouth like she was offering it to a dog. She knew I wasn't about to take my hands off the wheel. I gnawed off the crunchy burnt crust. I sucked in the slippery onion as I cautiously rolled through the four-way stop in the center of town. Vini continued explaining the case to Darnell. Coroner says the skeleton was murdered. Poison arsenic. No shit, said Darnell. For real? He exhaled a cloud of smoke that rivaled what had been coming from under the hood of the Chevy lately. He handed the doobie to Junior. Who was she? Who murdered her? Don't know. We're thinking she was Jedediah Wyatt's wife, Alta Iona. Maybe old Jedediah offed her. I thought he up and left town. That's what the internet guy wrote. Nobody knows. That's why we're having a seance. We need to talk to Alta Iona ourselves. You find anything else out at that mansion? Like... I don't know. Like anything cool. Flying saucers. Mummies. Cool stuff. Nah, said Vini. 
but we didn't really get to poke around. Once the coroner came, the fuzz roped it off as a crime scene. Too late, I saw the sheriff's car hiding behind a dump truck in the parking lot at the Guthrie Mill. He had been hiding, waiting for speeders or late-night drunks. The red light whirled on. A siren chirped. The cop car pulled out after us. Darnell panicked. What the fuck? Hey, the cops are after us. Hit the gas, Granny. Vini sucked down the last of her mystery meat sandwich and licked her fingers. You're paranoid, she said. It's the wacky weed. Hang loose and keep your yapper zipped. I pulled the Impala onto the gravel shoulder and glanced in the back seat. For Pete's sake, try and look innocent, I said to the boys. Junior nodded and sat up straight. Too straight. He looked like a corpse wearing John Lennon glasses. He folded his hands in his lap. He tried to whistle, but his lips were too dry. They fluttered like paper. Darnell's one stray eye looked guilty. No matter how hard he tried, that eye bounced around the back seat like a brown Super Bowl on speed. Great. All Vini and I needed was to get busted for possession. I watched as Boots unfolded out of the sheriff's car. He moseyed up to the Impala. He pulled his long leather ticket book out of his back pocket. Evening, gals, he said. What you doing out so late? I reluctantly cranked down my window. Vini leaned over me and waved at Boots. Hi, Bootsy. Snack run, down at Pokey's. Boots eyed me. You gals been drinking? Course not. He leaned in closer and sniffed the car. Smoking? For Pete's sake, Boots, I crowed. I'm pushing seventy. The only drugs we do come with a prescription. Boots twisted his head until he could see in the back seat. That you, Junior? Junior murmured, Hello, and waved shyly. Who's your new gal pal? Boots asked Junior. Darnell squeaked up. I'm a guy. Oh, sorry. It's the pigtails. Willie Nelson wears them. Yeah, and a sight better than you, son, said Boots. What's your name, boy? Darnell puffed up. Nanya. Nanya what? asked Boots. He had his flashlight out of his belt and was shining it around the back seat. None your damn business. Well, that was definitely not the right thing to say to Boots. Step out of the car, son. Boots was at the back door of the Chevy, opening it now. Darnell slid out of the car. Boots ran his light beam up and down Darnell's body. He looked a little messy and stoned, standing there in his pigtails, plaid pedal pushers, and sloppy socks. You're from out of town? Boots asked. Just across the river, Washington County. Why you here? Passing through. Stopped to wet my whistle. Got some dinner over at Pokey's. Junior needed a guitar man, helping him out in exchange for a crash pad. Boots shined the light on Junior's eyes. That true? Junior kept his tinted glasses on and nodded yes. 
Vini piped up. He's staying at our place. We can vouch for him while he's in town. Boots grunted. That's supposed to make me feel better. He asked Darnell for a driver's license. Darnell fumbled around until he got a brown leather biker's wallet pried out of his back pocket. It was attached to his belt loop with the chain. He sprung it open. A bunch of post-it notes and condoms spilled out onto the ground. Boots eyed the condoms, ran his flashlight beam over them, but said nothing. Vini peered up over my shoulder. She stared out at the condoms. One of them had a black wrapper with a picture of Batman on it. You got any Wolverine willy warmers? Vini asked Darnell. I like that Wolverine. Boy, that wolf man could ravish me any time. How? Fergie Jr. groaned from the back seat. Ma! Darnell nervously petted the ends of his pigtails. Boots handed Darnell back his license. How'd you get to town? Bus. Like I said, just passing through. Got cousins up in Gnawbone. Hope to get a job with them. Own a junkyard up that way. I do auto body work when I'm not strumming. I was getting sleepy and grumpy. Why'd you pull us over, Boots? You ran that stop. He nodded back to the four-way in the middle of town. Roll and stop, I corrected. And tarnation boots, there isn't another living soul awake this time of night. I am. Vini peered over at Boots and said, You want an onion ring? She dangled two on her little finger. That from Pokies? Sure is. Boots took the onion ring and crunched on it. Okay, guess you gals can go. But next time, I'm writing you a ticket. We got laws. You can't be hot-rodding around town breaking the law just because you're old. Darnell crawled back into the car. What the fuck was that, man? He craned his head around and watched Boots until the siren on the squad car whooped off and the car slid back into the shadows behind a dump truck in the lot at Guthrie's Mill. Old people flirting, said Vini, as she tossed back a fistful of Tums. Bootsy has a crush on Ruby Jane, but she won't put out. Won't even talk to him unless he whips out his gun and badge. Poor guy has a bad case of country fried blue balls. Vini, I said as we pulled into our driveway. I was already beginning to regret eating those onion rings. A belch the size of a basketball was rumbling up my esophagus. Something big was fixing to happen on the other end, too. What? Shut your pie hole, or else you'll be riding your bike to work all next week. <laughs>